became a part of the child of God. He was walking along the road, and I asked him, tell me, where are you going, Mr. Toby? Howdy folks, this is Scott Parker and you're listening to episode 5 of Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock 1969 podcast for August 2019. It's almost that time, folks, and this may very well be our last episode before anniversary weekend. We are celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Woodstock Music and Art Fair, and in my opinion, there's no better way to start that celebration than with an interview with Ellen Cohen, who was in the audience for all three days at Woodstock. I think you're going to really enjoy the interview. It's most interesting, and we had a really great time doing it, as I'm sure you can hear. We're going to get to the interview now, but I will tell you in advance that the interview was conducted at a diner here in Connecticut, and there is a lot of background noise, plates, and usual diner stuff going on in the background. So if you don't mind that, I think you will enjoy the interview. 
But in any case, we'll jump right into it. And here now is my interview with Ellen Cohen, who attended the Woodstock Music and Art Fair in 1969. Right here on Keep the Dream Flowing, a Woodstock podcast. Happy Woodstock anniversary, everybody. Okay, so we're here at Maple's Restaurant in Middlebury, Connecticut, scenic Middlebury, Connecticut, with the very lovely Ellen Cohen and Debbie. And we're here uh, talking about your experience at Woodstock. How do you get involved in all this stuff? Because you have an interesting history anyway, an interesting family history. Right, 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 right. Yeah, back in the day, I was pretty young when I went to Woodstock. Um, and I was pretty, um, I would say, a little bit mischievous back then. <laughs> I was junior in high school, mm-hmm. and I had this friend named Karen, and... My parents at the time were theatrical agents, Mm -hmm. and on the weekends, they would go to their gigs and check up on their bands Mm -hmm. and check up on things that they were doing, and Karen's father passed away when Karen was about 14 or 15 years old, and her mother was starting to date again. Mm -hmm. So depending on if Anita was on a date or my parents were out, we would stay at the house that had the least supervision. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And... At the time in Cleveland, Cleveland had a very big music scene, and there was a couple places that we liked to go to. Music Carnival? Well, there was Music Carnival, (laughs) but um, the problem with Music Carnival was my father booked Music Carnival, Ah. so we tried to stay away from Music Carnival. Um, so we would go to a place called Le Cob mm-hmm. and the Grandy Ballroom, which eventually became the Cleveland Agora. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They came out of Cleveland. The, the Velvet Underground used to play all the time at Le Cob. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah was... A lot of people played at Le Cob. Yeah. So this one night that Karen and I were at Le Cob, there was a sign that said that there was this concert that was going to be at Woodstock, New York, which didn't happen at Woodstock, New Mm -hmm. York. But um, Karen says to me, Ellen, (laughs) we have to go to this. (laughs) And I said to Karen, I said, Karen, you know, our parents aren't going to let us go to New York by ourselves. You know, we're too young. And she says, you have to think of a way. And Were you of driving age at that time? At that time? I mean, could you? I don't know what well, the driving we, we, Yeah, was, we were but. 16, but we didn't have our driver's license. And, um, and I said, There's, how are we going to go to a, like a, a four-day festival in New York? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our parents aren't going to let us go to New York. And That's what I was saying about yeah, You know, yeah. you couldn't just escape and go. No, 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 no. But we were going to, we were pretty good plotters. Yeah. And so, so anyways, um, so that weekend, Karen actually slept over at my house and my parents came away. And we decided we were going to think about it. And I had a girlfriend 
that was two years older than me, her name Kathy, she was going to go to Ohio State. Mm. And it so happened that Ohio State had an orientation weekend. Thank you, hon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great the day. same you weekend too. that Woodstock was gone. Mm-hmm. Ah. And my mother went to Ohio State, mm-hmm. you know, for she never finished because she met my father at Cedar Point when he was, uh, he was, she was at Cedar Point one weekend and he was playing in a band and he was playing the drums and my grandmother, you know, I don't know, she was there with her kids and Mm -hmm. he was the oldest child. (laughs) He played in these big bands and stuff, but he was young. In the meantime, that's off the subject. But um, feel free. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, but, but anyways, my mother thought, yeah, she. It would be good if Ellen saw Ohio State. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so, so, and and Anita Singer, Karen's mother, thought it would be good if Karen went with me, and you know, you know, she wouldn't have. Karen around for four days, mm-hmm. you know, so she could do whatever she wanted, and so. Um, and Karen had two older brothers, and they wouldn't—they weren't, wouldn't be, you know—they weren't there either. You know, her older brother Mark was in college, and David was somewhere else. I think he might have actually been in Vietnam at the time. So, um, so yeah, Anita said, "Yeah, you know, Karen could go with me to Ohio State." Yeah. So at the time, you know, Karen had a job, and I had a job. At May Company, which ah, yes. later later on became Macy's, mm-hmm. and um, I had enough money saved to fly. At the time, they had student standby tickets. Ah, okay, okay. And Karen and I were pretty dumb. You know, we <laughs> we we did, had no idea. To us, New York was New York. Mm-hmm. So we decided we would fly student standby to New York City. So we flew student standby for $17, I remember this, Wow! to New York City. And we got to New York City. Kathy Goulder picked us up at my house early in the morning on Thursday. And we flew students standby <laughs> to right. New York City, mm-hmm. which didn't matter anyways, because we immediately met some guy with a van. <laughs> <laughs> Those were the days when yeah, you could do that. <laughs> yeah. That was meeting somebody at the airport yeah, sure. to take him to Woodstock. And so he said we could have a ride with him. So we took the ride, and, you know, you weren't really that afraid of taking rides with strangers back Back then. then, No. No. So we took the ride, and it was actually unbelievably far, and I think it was... Some bridge. Was it the George Washington Bridge? Yeah, probably. Yeah. was very, very slow. There was a lot of traffic. And we got to Woodstock. I don't remember. 
remember how many hours later. But it didn't matter that, you know, that the gates later on got pushed down because there was, it was just like this one big parking lot, like <laughs> just with like, you just dropped, you just got out of your car and walked. And, and there was just like these ticket takers at the gate. And it didn't matter if you had tickets or not. Mm-hmm. It didn't because they'd have like a ticket taker at one side and a ticket taker at the other side. And they'd have all these people walking in and they didn't even like have enough ticket takers to take your tickets. So you could just walk in anyways. It didn't matter that if there was a gates were down or anything. You didn't have tickets. So you didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> we, I, yeah. Actually, Karen and I didn't have tickets and we had enough money if we had to buy tickets, but we didn't have to uh, buy tickets. You were ready. Yeah. yeah. So we just, you, anybody could just walk in, you know, you didn't have to even push down the gate. So so we walked in, and actually, somehow, I immediately lost Karen. And I looked around, and there was, like, this stage to my left. I was behind the stage, and there was so many people, and... I never saw so many people, but it just kept getting, like, more and more and more and more people. Mm -hmm. And Karen and I thought that once we got there... We bought, we brought some spending money and we decided all we needed to get back to Ohio was another $17 to get back to New York and, and, you know, and, you know, and fly back again, students stand by. We didn't realize that the concert was in Bethel, where we would, you know, we got to the concert because somebody took us there in a van. Yeah. And, but, okay, so I lost Karen, and I kept trying to find her, but forget it. When you're with that many people, <laughs> it just is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. <laughs> and and so I never found her. I was alone for those many days. Really? And <laughs> you never, never found her? I never found her, wow. and I was alone for those many days, so I decided <laughs> to make the best of it. And I, you know, I talked to some interesting people. I talked to some very crazy people. I talked to this one guy that said if I didn't find her, I could join his commune. And it wasn't that far from where the concert was. And I told him that that really wasn't an option for me. My parents would be very upset, especially my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And, um... So I just like kind of sat down with my stuff and listened to the music and but then I left my stuff in this one place and I had a visual landmark but that visual landmark moved yes and then I lost my stuff and I was in the same outfit a purple shirt and blue jeans and some kind of shoes that I ended up losing that's another story yeah, well, you know, everybody had to slide down that mudslide. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I lost my shoes for the rest of the concert. 
Somebody actually gave me an old pair of moccasins because they felt sorry for me. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) That's really nice. And getting home was another story. And, you know, so the music, the music was really, really good.
like a tree Yeah Got to sit down Can't cry Hold on, I'm gonna die blue Got to sit down Can't cry Hold on, I'm gonna die blue Yeah, yeah Yeah Do you have any specific recollections of the music? I mean, were you there the whole time? Pretty, so you would be there much, for yeah, for Richie Havens and Yeah, I remember Richie Havens. Yep. I've seen I saw him even afterwards. Guys. Yeah. Um uh Sly and the Family Stone, Janice Joplin, um Jefferson Airplane, um Santana, The Who. Remember The Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah, The Who were great. Do you remember Abby Hoffman getting his head beaten in by Pete Townsend? <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually remember that, but I remember the Tommy album, you know, yeah. being played by The Who. Um, so you got to, you had to stay up all night through Saturday because Jefferson Airplane played. Oh, yeah. Early yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. They played into, yeah, early into the morning. And there was a, there was, there wasn't a lot of breaks in music, as I remember. There would be like early in the morning and then they would start again around, you know, early, you know, late morning, early afternoon. Yeah. yeah. And um, it just kind of kept going. And then there was announcements like, like so-and-so is missing so-and-so, <laughs> beat him by so-and-so. Um, there would be announcements about, um, you know, certain drugs. Yes. Sound, you know, but a lot, of, a lot of announcements about people not being able to find other people. Mm -hmm. and that kind of Looking for Karen yeah, I tried to do that, but they never announced it. Oh, you I actually tried? Yeah, yeah, I actually did try to find her. And there would be uh, vendors, um, you know, towards back where they eventually um, put, you know, the like the hog place where they they sure. brought in food, oh, you know, fine. because there was no real food there. Mm-hmm. And there was really no, the first day and a half was bad because there was no, no water, you know, there and it was hot. Yeah. And, and, you know, but everybody there was relatively young. Mm -hmm. And so that was the worst part of it because we were, we thought we could just, you know, we were from the suburbs and we thought we could just go to like a, corner and go to a deli <laughs> and go get a, sure. a can of pop or mm -hmm. go to a you know get a soda or something but that wasn't the case <laughs> we were like in the middle of like farmland yeah. and um there was no you know no concession and it wasn't like a fair where there was there was no concessions and and there there were people there that weren't nice hippies mm -hmm. that were trying to um, make money on water they yeah. had brought in. You know, they were trying to sell it for, you know, large amounts. 
Uh, my understanding is that one of those stands got burned down on Saturday night by people who were accused them of price gouging. So they, okay. yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you know, I you know, I asked somebody how much water was, and they were trying to sell it for a ridiculous amount of money. Oh, yeah. So, so, anyways, I don't I don't remember it being burned down, but yeah, that, that's interesting that you heard that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, most of the vendors there were selling things like, you know, beads and, you know, yeah, yeah, handmade purses, Mm -hmm. things like that. And then finally they brought in food and our friend Debbie that just passed away, who was going to go with us, she worked at that, that food place and Yeah. yeah, where they sold, as I remember it, it was like, like mush or something. (laughs) I think it was um, oats. Is that what it was? Yeah, oats with uh, little bits of carrots and raisins. Okay. Um, Some some had raisins. They ran out of raisins fairly quickly, so it was kind of mush, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. (laughs) There's a a great audio recording I have of of people like being fed and the woman's like if you pour some water in there it actually tastes but can you imagine like people just eating dry oats yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so anyways at least it was something and at least there was water that was brought in so on the way back i had to figure out a way back and but the music was fantastic and a lot of people became famous because of woodstock and on the way back, and, you know, I was brought up, you know, and Debbie knows, you know, like, in a family that was, didn't like me to look messy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, they must have loved you when you got back. <laughs> yeah, and by the time I was in the same purple shirt and blue jeans, and no shoes. I finally got a pair of moccasins on the fourth day. <laughs> I I had to figure out how to get home because I I couldn't get. I would ask people, "Are you going back to New York City? Are you going back to New York City?" Because I knew I had a seventeen dollars flight back back to New York City. And um, you still haven't found Karen at this point. No, no, no. She got home a whole different way than me. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> and so that's me, great. So meantime. <laughs> um, Mean, meantime, um, I started walking up this road, and I knocked at this woman's house, mm-hmm. and I asked her if I could use her phone and call my parents collect, mm-hmm. and and um, and my mother answered. She first she didn't even first she didn't even want to let me in. She said. She said I could get her cat sick. That's how bad I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I said, please. I said, I normally don't look this bad. I must have been really smelly, too. I can't even imagine. It was like 97 degrees there. It was so oh, hot. God. And then it was rainy. Mm-hmm. I don't mind the rain. You know, I'm like a Pisces. You yes. know, I could be be like happy in the yeah yeah i am it does rain does not bother me at all Mm -hmm. but i must have looked like you know i had this long dark hair and um it was probably almost to my weight 
And um, yeah, she didn't want to let me into her house, and I'm pleading with her. She says, You could get my cat sick. I said, Please let me use your phone. I normally don't look this bad. And so um, she finally did, and I called. My mother picks up the phone, and she says, Ellen, when are you going to be home? And I go, Wow. I said, not real soon. And she says, she says, she says, she says, she says, she says did, did you leave Columbus yet? And I go, Ooh. and I go, not really. And, and she goes, what? And I said, I'm running a little bit behind schedule. And she goes, why? And I said, because I said I'm not in Ohio anymore. <laughs> and she says, Well, where are you? And I go, I said, I'm actually in New York. This is where it gets really good. And she goes, We're in New York. Mm-hmm. Now, my mother was from New York, she's from Manhattan. And I go, I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh my god that's fantastic and she, and she goes what i said i'm not really sure i don't know where i am mm. and and she goes what and i said i do not know where i am <laughs> and and mm. and she goes what do you mean you don't know where you are you're around and then she starts going Marv, Marv, you know, <laughs> my dad goes by Marv, his real name's Marvin, but, yeah. you know, he goes by Marty, and and then he gets on the phone, he goes, where are you, where are you, and I said, I'm in New York, he says, he says, are you at that hippie rock festival, he, bo- he books Sean on that Woodstock, my dad. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, he, that's great. They were together from, you know, I think Columbia University, but he had more mi- musicians to him, Yeah. and so meantime, he goes, are you at that hippie rock festival? And I go, yeah. <laughs> he says, he says, I'll get a plane. I'll, I'll I'll charter a plane and pick you up. He says, where exactly is it? He didn't even know where it was. And I go, I don't know where it is. I don't know it. There's a light, some kind of light Never, ever, and it never shone on me, no, no Babe, and I won't, and I want my whole life to be Live with you, babe, so and I want Wants to be living, loving you There's a way Everybody say You can do anything You can do everything What what good What good Honey what earthly good can I ever bring Cause I ain't got you Talk about holding it 
Yeah, I met these these two people from New York. They were actually walking with me on the road when I called, you sure. know, my parents. And um, it was more expensive to fly out of Bethel than it was to fly out of New York City. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't think they had students stand by out of it. <laughs> and so, so, because it was a lot smaller airport and I had to transfer twice. So they loaned me the difference in the airfare and my parents promised to pay them back, which they did. And I, the, my mother also sent them each a present. Mm-hmm. So my really? Mother was, my mother was like, oh, my mother was an Austrian Jew. They're like real, <laughs> they're real like proper. Yeah. If you know how they are. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yes, yeah, so I, when I got to the airport, I took my shirt off and I washed it in the sink <laughs> and with, you know, hand soap and, and dried it with the, they had blowing machines then yeah. too, <laughs> and with the blowing machine. Mm-hmm. And then I cut off my jeans <laughs> at the knee yeah. somehow. And um, so I made my jeans into shorts because the whole bottoms of them were filled with mud. And um, so um, made them into shorts. I can't even imagine. I washed, tried to wash up to it there. And and, um, and then from walking in barefoot, you know, I had my my feet were burnt and I had stones on them and and stuff. And Mm. And then I, you know, I got home and my mother was totally pissed at me. <laughs> and uh, my father really didn't care. He was pretty cool about it. Yeah. And um, and my mother refused to speak to me, you know. Really? She, yeah, I wasn't punished or anything. My parents never punished me. And um, she just didn't speak to me. And um, <laughs> most people don't care if their mother doesn't speak to them. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, so that pretty much... But my mother got so upset. She was uh. supposed to pick my sisters up from camp that day at Sh- Shaker Heights High School. Yeah. And she forgot them. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they, they were there for, and then all of a sudden she remembered. Mm-hmm. And the twins, they're twins. At least they had each other. Yeah. And so, and all of a sudden she remembered and went <laughs> and. She's so flustered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they still remind me about that. <laughs> how they got stuck because I went to Woodstock, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Did you ever find out what what happened to Karen? Yeah, yeah. Karen got a ride back from there to a guy that was going to Buffalo, mm-hmm. and then she took a bus from Buffalo to Cleveland. Yeah, and Karen was my very best friend at the mm-hmm. time. I met Karen and me went to two different schools. We met in elementary school. Yeah. That's, we met in Sunday school mm-hmm. and in fourth grade, and we were best friends. Yeah. She was like my soulmate, and mm-hmm. I miss her terribly. Karen died of breast cancer when she was 15. And, yeah, and I think about her all the time and still love her dearly and miss her terribly. And, yeah, we would plot all kinds of things together, (laughs) Um, even things that 
how to make Sunday school more interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like she'd lose her contact sometimes in class, so the, the class where everybody looked for just so we didn't have to. I, I know it doesn't matter what religion you are. Everybody doesn't like Sunday That's school. That's right. <laughs> <likes> <laughs> yeah. We were lucky. Our Sunday school was next to a mall. We went to Park Synagogue, and it was next to Severance. And um, Severance no, no longer exists, but yeah. at the time... You, you know, if we planned it well enough, we could get dropped off and cut and go bowling. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, That's a better way to spend your time, yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, but, but yeah, she was a dear, dear friend. Um, and same with, um, you know, Debbie Lyons that um, Debbie and I just lost. She and I had been friends since junior. I named Debbie in college. She taught me. Yeah, yeah she's, she's a very, very good guitar really? player. Yeah, a very good artist yeah, also. Did you really? In the late 70s. Wow. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah, maybe it was the early 70s. Yeah, and like into the 70s. And yeah? Yeah, she wrote some songs. Yeah. Yeah. And when she came back, she she did some recordings with my husband, John. And um, I um, did a lot of, she was in a lot of art classes with me, mm-hmm. high school and in college. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I was the painter. I majored in painting. Yeah. I became an art teacher. And, um, yeah, and she was supposed to go to the 50th year with us. But, anyways. Um, I thought about getting her. Yeah, the, at Bethel Woods. They are nice. They are nice. They fade after years. But, um, uh, but I think they have been making an effort to try to uh, re-engrave them, I guess is the term. Um, they are very nice, though. My wife is determined to get me one, even though I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. You were there in spirit. I was there in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Debbie went to... Uh, I'm interested in the drug use. Did you see it? Tripping out? Yeah. Smoking. How'd you avoid it? <laughs> yeah, it was hard to avoid. Um, they were smoking weed. Yeah, there was a lot of... There was, I didn't see people doing hard drugs at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. The only thing I saw at Woodstock was people smoking pot mm-hmm. and people people doing acid. Yeah. Or whatever, hash, acid, acid that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I actually didn't see mushrooms, but there probably were mushrooms there. Yeah. Yeah, that, those types of drugs. Um, no, no. Like dangerous, real dangerous mm-hmm. types of drugs. Cocaine or heroin. Yeah, or no, none of that. Stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you know, if you people offered you something to drink, there was a good chance, mm-hmm. 50-50% chance, <laughs> if that's, that it could be spiked with something. Yeah, but there was a lot of that, right? You couldn't, you couldn't mm-hmm. drink anything, really. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of it. 
and I've I've heard the tapes of the stage announcements and stuff, and it wasn't just the you know the famous brown acid. It was like every color you could imagine. There were announcements from the there stage. There was a period of time. There was this one incident that happened to me that that was really upsetting. Mm. Um, it was because I was probably. The first day I was there, and I was upset because I couldn't find Karen. I was yeah. going to be by myself, and um, and I, I, you know, I wasn't real high or anything. Maybe I smoked some pot. Mm-hmm. And they had this group of people that were acting as security. They weren't real security; they were just people. Yeah. And they had like a infirmary, and. Somebody from that group of people started chasing me and saying, saying something like, "You're tripping out. You're tripping out. I'm going to take you to the infirmary. You're going to take me." He started chasing me, yeah. and it really got me scared. And and I started running, and I wasn't tripping out no. or anything. I was just like upset because I lost Karen, and mm-hmm. um, and that was an incident that, um, looking back, mm-hmm. that was really upsetting. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that they they should know really that if you were in that position, the last thing you want to do is run after somebody right. because it's only going to make it's only going to make a bad situation worse. Yeah, yeah he might have been, but yeah, he might have actually have been tripping out. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. They had these. I don't know who appointed them or who they were being for, mm-hmm. or but you know there was no police there or anything like that, but. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but that was when I was, like, you know, the first couple hours I was there, I was, like, determined to find her. And, yeah. Yeah. What did she do the whole time? Did she yeah, have she, a similar, just kind of was there? And, yeah. Or did she hook up with people? and? Yeah, the yeah. same, probably the same type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, That's she had amazing. a decent experience, experience too, I guess, on yeah. her own. We never, we just talked about how we were looking for each other the whole time yeah. and just kind of <laughs> listened to the music. And yeah. Did you sleep on the ground? Yeah. You didn't have a sleeping bag or anything. Right. I lost it. I sleep lost in it. the mud? Well, you had no choice, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, there was yeah, grass and mud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think I, was, I think I was <laughs> up a lot of times. You know, it's really weird. weird. I never remember going to the bathroom. I was going to ask you about that because I always ask the, the audience about that. The whole time. I never remember going to the bathroom. So you didn't. There were, but not nearly enough. Yeah. And they couldn't get the trucks in to get them pumped out. So it was just horrific. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Doesn't mean you didn't. First of all, it was the first day and a half was totally dehydrated. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would, in in that sense, it would help, I guess. Yeah. One of the few times you want to be dehydrated, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Smith reports from Woodstock all weekend on WABC-FM New York. I would like to describe the crowd's mood at the Woodstock Music and Art Fair for those of you not able to get up here. The main feeling is community, group spirit. Never have I been at so large a gathering and seen so much of everyone helping each other. One off-duty New York City cop said of the long-haired crowd, I pretty much leave them alone because they take care of their own kind. And then he added that in some cases their methods are pretty strange, but they get it done. 
the music has been a true blue plate rock and roll special. In spite of overcrowding, inadequate essential facilities, and in some areas ankle-deep mud, the hippie philosophies such as love, sharing with a stranger, and an open-minded empathy are all around us. But, you know, it's just Maybe a, some people went towards and stuff. Oh, must have been, yeah. Had to be. Yeah, yeah, I bet you they I think they had facilities for, like, 2,000 people, and there were wow. half a million people there. <laughs> oh, God. That was one of the things, you know, they just didn't, they couldn't have prepared for it, because who would have thought that there would have been, you know. Right, but people. but see, like, but on the, the bill, see, on the bill, when you saw it, there was some name acts that were appearing at Woodstock, mm-hmm. like people heard of uh Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin mm-hmm. and the Who, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? There was, there was, you know, there was some name, you know, name acts. Even Arlo Guthrie, we mm-hmm, heard sure. of. The, yeah, well, he played a little tab before and stuff. Yeah. Stuff. I, you know, I had a girlfriend and we went to Alice's restaurant. Really? Did you actually go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, great, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We went, we went on one of our road trips. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the kind of stuff I do. That's how I wound up in the town of Woodstock, because I went looking for Big Pink, which is where Bob Dylan and the band recorded the basement tapes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And we wound up just falling in love with the town, Mm -hmm. you know, just because it's so, it's just a really nice, quiet town. And I never thought I'd get to the point where, you know, quiet you know, is necessarily like that's what I want, but that's what I want. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like quiet places. Yeah, yeah. Did when did your mother start talking to you again? How long did it take? Well, she had to take me to the foot doctor. <laughs> because, oh, because your your feet were because I had stones and glass and stuff in them. Yeah. yeah. So she had it. My oh. dad, my dad couldn't. My dad didn't drive because he. My dad is. Uh, he had retinitis. So yeah. Yeah. So she had to take, so she had to at least say a couple words to me. She knew I was suffering. She had to get those, you know, those things out of my feet. I'm vaguely remembering this. And, uh, Did they give you a tetanus shot or anything like that? That's what they would do now. To be honest, um, maybe I already had one. Oh, it might have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... Um, but, you know, like people like Debbie Lyons and myself and Jonah Coslin and people like, you know, us, because we were still in high school. Very few high school kids went to Woodstock. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so were you like stars when you came back? <laughs> um, I'm not sure how many people knew. We probably were a little bit, you know. Yeah. Actually, my friend, my, one of my best friends now, Ellen Bloom, who I talked to, she she said she never knew I went to Woodstock till after college. You know, I, I, I was probably quiet. I was like this art student that just yeah. went to art and just did my stuff. And, yeah, you know, that's what we did, you know, like. Debbie and me, we just like hung like out in the, yeah, yeah, in the sure. art room. Oh, I'm on the 40th anniversary poster. Are you really? Yeah. Wait, I have it on my phone. Oh. She's pretty sure. It's her. It does look like mm-hmm. It looks just like her. I saw a picture that looks like Ellen and Karen. Yeah. Sitting on the... Because she doesn't remember where they were. person that gave her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been anyone's car. But I, I couldn't find the picture again. 
It's on the, the one where it has a collage of people. My daughter Paige works at Poster Art, and she oh. said she, when that poster came, and as soon as she started unrolling it, she said she saw me. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how I can come much harder by, uh, right now, but I, I'll tr I'd like to sing you one little song. I'd like to sing you a song. Actually, I'd like to dedicate it to, there's a cat, and I really don't even know his name. But I remember the chip said that uh, that uh, his old lady just had a baby. And that made me think, wow, it really is a city here. But this is, this is for you and your old lady, man. And, and uh, whew, that kid's going to be far out. Why must every generation think that folks are square? And no matter where their heads are, they know moms ain't there. Cause I swore when I was small that I'd remember when. I knew what's wrong with them that I was smaller than. Determined to remember all the cardinal rules Like sun showers or legal grounds for skipping school I know I have forgotten maybe one or two But I hope that I recall them all before the babies do And I know he'll have a question or two like, hey, Pop, can I go ride my Zoom that goes 200 miles an hour suspended on balloons? And can I put a droplet of this new stuff on my tongue and imagine frothing dragons while you sit and wreck your lungs? And I must be permissive understanding of the younger generation and then I'll know that all I've learned may and then I'll know that all I've learned my kid help me then I'll know that all I've learned my kid assumes And all my deepest worries must be his cartoons And still I'll try to tell him all the things I've done Relating to what he can do when he becomes a man And still he'll stick his fingers in the fan and hey, Pop, my girlfriend's only three. She's got her own video phone, and she's taking LSD. And now that we're best friends, she wants to give a taste to me. But what's the matter, Daddy? How come you're looking mean? Could it be that you can't live up to your dreams? 
No, it's not true because we're doing it. I love you. Goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, John Sebastian. And that's our show. Keep the Dream Flowing was produced and edited by yours truly, Scott Parker. This podcast is not affiliated with Woodstock Ventures. Woodstock and its attendant logos are the property of Woodstock Ventures. On behalf of all of us who work on Keep the Dream Flowing, this is Scott Parker saying thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.